Mindfulness Mode, 67. Play with it. See how your life changes with you being uh, much more grounded and mindful. Reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness on Mindfulness Mode with me, your host, Bruce Langford. On Mindfulness Mode, we talk about how people from all walks of life have discovered mindfulness and how it's impacted their lives to help them become more calm, focused, and happy. Thanks so much for joining us here in Mindfulness Mode. To thank you for listening, I'll send you a free copy of my book. I teamed up with author Brian Tracy, along with some other entrepreneurs, to create the best-selling book called Cracking the Success Code. You'll learn more about my story and how I became an anti-bullying advocate, which later led to mindfulness and my mindfulness coaching. Get the book free at mindfulnessmode.com slash cracking. Enter your name and email and you'll have your book downloaded in no time. Okay, Mindful Tribe, let's get started. I'm totally thrilled to have Maribel Jimenez here with us today. And Maribel, are you in mindfulness mode? I am. I am. Thank you. That's great. Maribel Jimenez is an international speaker, best-selling author, and marketing mentor to women. She works with entrepreneurs, coaches, and consultants, teaching them how to achieve six- and seven-figure launch campaigns. She's written numerous training programs and received well-deserved awards for her work. Maribel believes in helping to integrate peace, play, and prosperity into the entrepreneur lifestyle. So Maribel, tell us, what does mindfulness mean to you? Yeah, you know, and I and by the way, um, before we dive in, I just want to say thank you, Bruce, for what you're doing with this show and and the whole topic um, because it's been so valuable in my own journey. So for me, mindfulness is really, you know, taking the space to connect to your thoughts and your feelings. And uh, for me, that has been such a journey of not doing that and now being on the other side of how powerful that really is in my life. So so that's why I'm so passionate about like, thank you for having me contribute to your show because I think what you're doing is really, really powerful. Well, it's my pleasure to have you here and I'm really honored to have you as a guest. Now, I know, Maribel, you work on six and seven figure campaigns. So can you share with us some of the biggest challenges in these kinds of projects and how does mindfulness help you through that? Yeah, I think the I think the biggest challenge um I'd probably say if we're talking mindfulness, mm-hmm. the lack of mindfulness. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it, it's it doesn't just apply to a campaign, but like anything in business. So I mentioned a little bit of you know that there was a period of time where I didn't have this component, um, and that's because I kept myself so busy. Um, that it was almost like business as usual without really thinking through why I was doing the things that I was doing. It was a matter of how could I possibly get the most stuff done as possible. And so in doing that, you know, you're not really connected to the why of what you're doing and, you know, who is being impacted and, you know, being more strategic with what you're doing, um, as you are when you take the space, right, like exactly the definition, take the space to connect to your thoughts and feelings around what you're doing and why you're doing it and what you want to accomplish. So when it comes to a campaign, it's the same kind of thing. I I always tell people it's more important that you connect with who you want to serve and the 
the solution that you have for that person. And, you know, it's like you're holding them, their hand along the way um, to solve their problem. And so the biggest mistake is when you don't connect to that and you just kind of business as usual, let me get the formula and try to incorporate the recipe without giving it any thought of how it's really connected to my work and how I solve it for people. Um, and that's when it doesn't work. That's when it breaks down. That's when it looks cookie cutter. It's not authentic. And then, you know, you will have wasted a ton of energy and time with um, minimal result. So Mindful Tribe, I hope you're really jotting down ideas or at least keeping mental notes here because as Maribel says, it's about the who. It's about the why. And we really have to unfold those layers, not just say, oh, yeah, who, this is the answer. It's just got to go deeper than that. And then we get so caught up in our to-do lists and busy, busy, busy that we just we just don't take the time to really let this whole thing gel. So, Maribel, thanks for making this so clear. So as we as – we, uh, try to achieve this in our lives, what's the single best mindfulness tool you use? Yeah, the single best. Hmm, that, that's a little bit harder, so I might have to pause <laughs> because um, there's several. So if I was to say the single best tool, um, I'll tell you how I start my day, and that that is the process that I do that I think uh, allows me to really connect to this. So I, before I ever open my eyes every morning, I am connecting to my heart's desires. You know what I mean? Like yes. I get the feeling of this is what makes me so happy. I'm in a I'm in gratitude place. I I love that I you know get to wake up to my two month old, and you know that I have the space in my business to have time with her and and honor the other roles that I have and and what that would look like to continue this best case scenario of the dream that I always had in my heart. So it's a process of visualization and connecting to what I feel, what I'm thinking, and really getting grounded to really start my day. And then I I have my day in a more of meditative state. And I learned this through, you know, Dr. Joe Vitale, who talks about how to really live in a meditative state where you have space all day long to connect to your thoughts and your feelings and really just, you know, be able to move the things forward that, that mean a lot to you and think through the things that maybe, you know, the challenges in the road or you know, things that might be uh, happening, which they're always going to be there, right? Because they're part of what stretches us and, and uh, gets us closer to where we want to be. Right. Um, but to really put some space into that. Um, and I think that's starting my day that way is what would have it um, the, you know, have it come to fruition versus right. not so. Yeah, that's excellent. I really like Joe Vitale as well. He shares so much, so many golden nuggets about how we can implement mindfulness in our lives. So you start, you get yourself into that visualization and that gratitude uh, piece right away. So you're starting the day off great. And then do you meditate or is that the form your meditation takes? Yeah, it's more of this visualization. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of the form that I've taken when it comes to meditation, because um, there are times, and by the way, I I have an app on my phone that supports this process, but there are times when I just can feel in my body, which I'm now more connected to than ever, because Mm -hmm. I believe it's talking to me at all times. Right. 
when I just feel off and I need to pause in that moment and just reevaluate what's going on. And for me, it's, you know, there's a, there's this law of attraction that I, I'm mindful too. Um, on a regular basis. So if things are really getting crazy for me and being it's just not going the way that I planned or it's, it's, you know, just not feeling right, I really connect to what is happening and what is, is it that I'm doing that's causing this to causing me to magnetize this in my life and how can I make a shift right then, which, which is where I pause and shift it into the best case scenario. So if I'm feeling fear, if I'm feeling anxiety, if I'm feeling stress, I have an opportunity right then to kind of connect with that and see like, what's going on here? Is it a, is it, um, you know, a good thing? Is it a just uncomfortableness that's part of my, me stretching? I really get to connect with what that is and then uh, make a shift when necessary. So that's what it looks like on a, it's just me staying in tune um, to the feelings that are happening throughout the day. And really, for me, it's like a process of moving closer to the ideal scenario, right. which I'm really clear about. Right. Thanks for sharing that with us, Mirabelle. And, you know, you mentioned fear, anxiety, and stress. And for many of us, Mindful Tribe, I know all of a sudden you're thinking about public speaking or appearing on stage. And Mirabelle is an international speaker. And I know that you've, you've shared the stage with Lisa Sasevich and so many others. And I remember very clearly when I shared the stage with you in Toronto at an event called Ignite and Implement, and you immediately connected with your audience. Can you tell us how being mindful helps you when you're speaking from the stage like that? Mm-hmm. Well, I have a funny story, actually. My biggest fear was speaking from the stage. Wow. <laughs> and I know it's actually a lot of people. And, yeah. and I will tell you, I used to feel like tremendous stress and anxiety at the thought of ever stepping foot on stage and doing public speaking. And and, and this actually was even, even virtual speaking for me was very terrifying. I just, I'm a, I'm a total introvert and, uh, you know, I, I have a comfort zone there. And I knew that if I was going to have an impact um, with the work that I felt I'm here to do, I needed to overcome that. And so, of course, I, I secured a mentor that that is her expertise, Lisa Sasevich. Right. And, uh, and she taught me to do the things that make your knees buckle on a regular basis. So the first thing was public speaking. I needed to address the fact that I was terrified um, and, and what was happening there. So I actually used this process that I'm talking about, visualization, which is a, a, really a, a way to be mindful of connecting to what was actually fearful to me, which was, you know, that, um, that I was visualizing the worst case scenario. I was imagining that, that I was going to be horrible, that I would forget what I had to say, that it wasn't important, that nobody cared, you know, and who was I to show up and do it. All of those things are what kept that replaying of the fear because I'm just imagining this horrible scenario. Right. So if I really wanted to shift that, which is exactly what I did, I, in those moments, every time I felt afraid, I would connect with the best case scenario. And I would close my eyes and I'd visualize like the best thing that could possibly happen is that I'm connecting to my audience, that that I am sharing great value, that, you know, that I'm really grounded and that what I had to say was very important. It was going to change lives. And, you know, they were open and receptive. Everything that I wanted to have happen in that experience is what I visualize on a regular basis over 
over and over and over every time I felt fear, which was several times a day leading up to an engagement. It, it's the honest truth. I love mm-hmm. to tell people this because I think, oh, you're, this person's a natural and I'm not made for it. But the truth is, I, I this is what I needed to do. And, and anything that has scared me in my life, I needed to, to go and face what was scary about it, shift it into the best case scenario and visualize that happening. So all the way up into my speaking engagements, it's like I had done it 50 times already, which is what has me relax and remember it's not about me. It's actually about them and what I'm able to contribute to their life in that moment, which gets it out of my head, into my heart and do what I'm here to do. Um, and, and I'm not, I don't need to be perfect. I'm not perfect. And, and that really releases all the stress and anxiety and fear that ever shows up. So I hope that's helpful because that's really been what has shifted why I love to speak now. Um, and I love to speak on, you know, shows like this. I have my own podcast and I love to do virtual trainings and it's just really, uh, super inspiring to me. That really does share. That really does help us understand that. And thanks so much for sharing that, Maribel, because, you know, that you spoke of being calm and grounded, that demeanor really did come across. So visualization obviously has really, really worked well for you. So, yeah, that's excellent. Now, I want to just shift a little bit, Maribel, and talk about children. You have two young children, and you're very, very... Actually, I have four, by oh, the way. Oh, you have four. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I... you're probably thinking of my youngest. You know, my oldest is 20, so... Oh, okay. I wouldn't call him a child, right? <laughs> right, of course. So... You know, with children, we can learn so much about mindfulness. And I know you're very family-oriented, Maribel. Tell us what you see in your children. And maybe there's there's even a single story about how they've helped you identify with the whole idea of mindfulness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, um, I I think children are are one of our greatest teachers, absolutely. And I think um, every single one of them has been great teachers to me in my life. And I I do remember a story, um, and this is for my daughter. She's seven, and she's such a wise soul. And it's so interesting. I I never know what's going to come out of her mouth, but it's usually really amazing. It's funny, or it's very wise. (laughs) So one day she came up to me and she said, Hey, mom, I, I want you to, to read my book. And I said, a, a, your book? She said, yeah, I wrote a book and it's called Tranquil. Oh. And then I was very curious at this time because here she's like six years old. I'm right. thinking, does she know what Tranquil is? Yes. I don't even use that word. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, that's interesting. What does Tranquil mean? She said, well, you know, mom, Tranquil means when, you know, I get home from school and I go lay on my bed and I need to relax and really think about my day. And I thought, wow, that is so fascinating. Yes. And she's like, and yeah, and I, I, you know, want to tell people about that because it feels really good. And I thought that was like so amazing just how at six years old she can connect to this experience and want to share it in the form of a book, number one. Um, yeah. I think it's, you know, she she's actually Googled me and found me on, on YouTube. And, <laughs> and I think it's really cool that, you know, the impact of the work and for her to, to know that there's this these ways to really get that message out, but even for her to connect to it and just how special that is. So that's, I think, one example. I, I, my son does jujitsu. Every, every one of my kids has this, like, strengths that have shown themselves and how they can um, connect to 
themselves and, and getting this confidence that I think is really powerful in life. And my middle, he does jujitsu. And that's another way that I feel like he really has this mindfulness because it's such a strategic sport. You have to not only have such great connection to your body, but really thinking through every move like a chess game. And so it's really just, it's such an inspiration to me. I'm the only one in the family that, that is now going to pursue jujitsu, right? Like Mm -hmm. I need to, I was pregnant. So I started to, to do it and I just saw the power of it and then I got pregnant and now, now my daughter's two months old. So it's now time to go back because I think it's just an amazing sport and really, really powerful in, in when we, when it comes to, you know, a lot of different reasons, even one of them being bullying, bullying, which I know that is really uh, has a place in your heart, but um, that's part of what had him start doing it because he was, uh, he used to be bullied. And um, I don't know if, if if we have space for me to share that story. Yes, we do. Okay. Yeah. This would be a perfect time. Yeah, well, you know, he, when he was younger, um, used to be bullied and I, and it hurt my heart because he's such a, uh, he has this like tenderness yes. and I never wanted anybody to take that away from him, like mm-hmm. that he needed to move that aside uh, to, to you know, live life. And um, it was right about that time that my husband actually introduced him to wrestling and jujitsu. And what we saw it do was transform him in the form of not only his thoughts, because, you know, part of this whole bullying situation was his fear of being bullied. Of course. And, you know, it's like that connection. So what he was thinking in his head, right, is, and I believe, you know, like attracts like. And so I knew that there was that component of him going to school in fear that somebody was going to bully him and sure enough, attracting the bullies because of his fear. Yes. You know what I mean? And so once he started to do like wrestling, of course, we had talks about this, about, you know, what was going on in the scenario. And he started to wrestle and do jujitsu. He had this whole different shift inside, not only of confidence, but the biggest piece was confidence that I could handle any situation. And so... I saw this show up. Uh, we started school again. You know, he was on break and he went back to school. And sure enough, here comes this bully that wants to bully him like on the first week of school. Right. Uh, but this time he had this confidence that I could handle any situation, right? Mm-hmm. Because jiu-jitsu teaches you of how to restrain an attacker. It's not about that you're going to be ugly and go attack someone, but you know how to restrain them. You're not trying to cause damage. But the fact that you know how to do that has you have this confidence that any you know you don't have to worry right handle this situation so when this bully shows up and says hey you know he starts telling him things and and i want you to meet you at lunch and he's like yeah i'll meet you and his confidence around that like yeah i I can handle this situation and it's not okay that you talk to me this way right like he can handle whatever the scenario is sure enough the bully actually showed he didn't show up at lunch but later he he shows up like the next day and he wants to be his friend. Oh. It was this interesting shift of like there wasn't any anything, um, you know, for the bully to like – it's hard for me to explain on the bully side. Mm-hmm. I know what's happening with my son's side. But it was almost like this different uh, energy that he now respected that uh, this person wasn't going to allow him to do this. Right. And he now – uh, was respectful of that 
And so it was a beautiful thing because he started to teach this to his friends. You know, his his jujitsu friends, of course, have had experiences with bullies and the fact that they're not afraid. And sure enough, they don't get bullied and they can support their friends and, and standing up for themselves and having confidence that you can handle the situation. It was it's just been so powerful to see and to watch him blossom. So and it's not just jujitsu. I know there's other other forms of ways to create this confidence but that has been what has been a huge shift for me and why I'm so passionate to to talk about it because of what it did for him and my my daughter has had scenarios of being bullied in the same kind of situation where she could trust that she could handle the situation and sure enough the bully goes away oh that's a great story maribel and you know i i I can relate that to my son as well. He he does seem to have this calm confidence and you know it's it's amazing because that level of confidence makes all the difference. It really does. And you exhibit that as well, Maribel. You you just have this calm, grounded confidence that we talked about earlier, be, partly because probably of your vis, visualization and the, what you do. Now, I know you have really nailed this whole idea of working only for two days a week or three days a week to kind of give space for yourself. And I'm wondering if you'll talk about boundaries and, and how you've been able to achieve this and if mindfulness is part of it. Mm, yeah, yeah. I thank you for saying that. It's it's really been such a shift in, you know, um I had the desire to be a mom again last year mm-hmm. and I, you know, my fear, I needed to face the fear was here I'm building, you know, this business that I want to grow as a multi-million dollar business doing the work that I love supporting people in this way, right? Yes. And I thought well, what if this all falls apart? My fear, right? Until I faced it was, what if this all falls apart? um, And I can't handle having a baby and the business and all of these things. So, you know, and I was super busy at that time, right? I was at my busiest. I had a full team of like seven or eight people that supported the work and we're expanding, we're scaling, we're doing all these things. Mm-hmm. And I, I went to Costa Rica for a week and connected, right? Like had this connection to what am I here to do and really just open up to um, – what my purpose was and where you know god wanted me to play in my life and and to just trust that everything was going to be okay if i really just did the work that that my heart was was pulling me to and i and i got the clarity in that space right this retreat where i had lots of space to really think about and connect to what i was here to do mm-hmm. and and if the business fell apart so what right. <laughs> i felt like part of my purpose is to be a mom and and that I could actually have all the pieces that I wanted. And the truth is I didn't want all of this hustle and bustle. I really wanted a simple model. I wanted a simple life where I had plenty of space to be a mom and be a wife and serve in my business. So I immediately came back from Costa Rica and went on a mission to clear out all the things that were in the way. So it was like you know, 50 things, projects that were on the list. And I, you know, simplified my business. And that meant, you know, going from like 18 members to super duper part-time, two or three, you know, Mm -hmm. I use contractors. So I simplified, you know, my business in-house. I simplified what we were doing and I got really clear. You know, you mentioned in my bio about the peace, playfulness, prosperity. Well, that has been my guidance on a regular basis. and, And it still is to this day to connect to, to that if 
to to be peaceful, to be playful, and be prosperous every day of my life for me is is uh, the definition of success. And so I'm reminded every time if I'm not feeling that where the shift needs to happen because sometimes you know I can go backward and into the hustle and bustle of that I need to do all these things to be successful, which is the old mindset. And and I'm reminded to shift it back into that I could create a peaceful, playful and prosperous experience. And that means a very simple structure. And like you mentioned, two to three days a week, I really, again, got really good at what were the rocks of my business, what was really, really important. And it had me get really good at clearing all the clutter every day right like mm-hmm. we're faced with all these decisions all these opportunities and I had to get good at saying no at the mismatch where maybe last year I was probably saying yes to everything right and so now I'm mindful of that you know if I only have these two days what are the most powerful things I could be doing in these two days and in my business what are the most powerful two or three things I want to incorporate um and and create structure that keeps me focused on that, right? Well, so that I'm not spread in all directions, moving towards all these wonderful creative ideas that I don't run out of, by the way. <laughs> but well, you, you were going to ask something. So well, I was just going to say that's really admirable that you've been able to scale down like that. And with mindfulness, part of it is not judging. And so you're obviously able to not judge yourself for not doing more you do what you do those most important things and then you leave the rest behind and you don't judge yourself is that right oh absolutely yes yeah yeah and I, I also you know I have a lot of mantras and and things that um you know, I read and I, it's like, I want to plant all these seeds of that less is more and that the, the more, um, that I focus on less things, the more powerful I get to play, right? Like these mantras actually support that if I really take care of me, the better I do in business. That if I, you know, the more I connect to what I'm here to do, it it's, it doesn't mean I have to do more activity. So there's all these little mantras that say, you know, that remind me that it's not about quantity. It's really about quality. Um, if I ever want to go in this path of like, I need to do more. Right. I mean, I'm reminded yeah. that this is, that how do I keep my business simple, right? And these questions are continuously asking, you know, how do I do that? How do I, you know, and I and I put things as reminders, right? Like, and I have um, a structured uh, systems in my in my day that support me to be reminded that here's the rocks, and and at the end of my day, I, I review the day and like, did I did I get the rocks done? And everything else is like icing on the cake, but they're not necessity. And if I choose, great. And but I mean, are the rocks are the the core things that um, that I want to move forward. And without being mindful of that, it's very easy to get caught up in all the clutter of you know that I have to clear my inbox and that I have to be on social media for hours. And and I'm it's not a judgment to anybody, but I knew that that's where I was wasting time. Right. Right. Yeah. Very impressive getting those systems in place and knowing what your rocks are. Maribel, my next questions are part of the multi-mode round. So just short 30 second answers are okay. perfect. Here's the first one. Who's one person who has influenced your mindfulness practice? Um, I'd probably say uh, Dr. Joe Vitale is one of those people, as I mentioned. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. How has mindfulness affected your emotions? 
Yeah, I think it's it's um, supported a very grounded, relaxed um, experience so that I could, you know, actually enjoy um, what I'm creating. Yeah, for sure. Tell us how breathing is part of your mindfulness practice, Maribel. It would shift if I was feeling anxious or stressed. I'm sure my breathing would change. So I think... I think even connecting to it, and I mean, that's part of this meditative state of really just connecting to your breath and and relaxing, and hmm, I, I think I'm, I'm very intrigued by this question. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm overcomplicating it. We'll just leave it at that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, I asked the question because a lot of uh, my guests bring up the topic of breathing, and it can be something that can sometimes help people to de-stress help people to lose anxiety or yeah, you know. true. Mm-hmm. so w- if you could recommend a book on mindfulness what would that be yeah it's one of my favorite books um it's actually called the game of life and how to play it uh, by uh, Flor- uh, florence uh, shin i believe it's a classic from the 1920s and it's really about you know shifting your thoughts to really see how you attract what you think about that's great because we have not had any guests recommend that book before. So I'm looking forward to checking it out myself. It's excellent. Yes. Great. Now you mentioned an app earlier that you do use apps. Can you share an app here which helps you to be more mindful? Yes. It's called uh, Calm. That's you can look it up. Right. And it um, you can, with that, you can, it plays this um you know, nature sounds for you to do short meditations at any time in the day. You can pull it and um, give yourself three minutes, five minutes or longer just to really relax and get into that meditative state. Right. What advice would you give to a person who is new to the idea of mindfulness, Maribel, and they'd like to start using it in their life? Mm-hmm. I think it, the, my advice would be to play with the idea. A lot of times people are really busy and they believe that they don't have time to stop and pause and, and you know, meditate. Or, and for anybody that like that, it, what if this is what actually supported you getting greater result, like multiplied result? And to play with the, the, the more that you will slow down, it actually supports you speeding up. And so if that's, I know for me, that's what actually had me play with the idea of, you know, what would it be like to, to pause and really just think things through. And I'm in that place now that I see like, oh my gosh, this is just a different way of being. And it's, it allows you to really attract like a magnet because you're so connected to, um, what it is that you want, what it is you're here to do. And then you magnetize it. So I would just... Um, introduce it to somebody as play with it see how your life changes with you being uh, much more grounded and mindful of what you're here to do and and um, how to really connect to your purpose excellent excellent Maribel it has been such a pleasure to spend this time with you today and I'm really inspired at how you're able to implement all of this into your own life and achieve the successes you have tell us how mindful tribe can contact you and learn more about what you do 
Yeah, yeah. Well, you can go to my website. It's yourdreamlaunch.com and they will find some different resources of the work that I do, which I teach people how to launch online. I have a new Superwoman Entrepreneur podcast, which is about creating peace, playfulness and prosperity in your business and life. And there's a bunch of goodies and resources and, you know, a bunch of um, my uh, podcast show is there. And so wherever you're at in your journey of life, if there's any way that I could support you. I would invite you over there and uh, see what what uh, supports you and resonates and access you know any of the resources that are available there. That's terrific. Thanks so much for being on the show today, Maribel. Yes, thank you, Bruce, for having me on. This was really great. You're welcome. Bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For insightful blog articles and show notes for every episode, check out mindfulnessmode.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you could help us out by clicking on the iTunes link on our website and leave a rating and review. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.